The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. The Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive continues. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, Wednesday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Alto, an 8th century hermit and missionary, an Irishman or possibly an Anglo-Saxon. He lived near Augsburg, Germany, arrived there around 743, lived in a single hut in wildlands. Alto soon achieved a reputation for holiness and austerity. King Pepin gave him a parcel of land near Altmonster in modern Friesling Diocese in Bavaria. Alto cleared the land, founded an abbey. St. Boniface came in 750 to dedicate the abbey church. The monastery was ravaged by the Huns, but was restored in 1000 and made a Benedictine house. The Brigitines took it over in the 15th century, St. Alto died in the year 760. St. Alto, pray for us. Let's begin this hour of the Relevant Radio Pledge Drive with the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for religious sisters and consecrated women, thanking them for their mission and their courage. May they continue to find new responses to the challenges of our times. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In today's Gospel from Saint Mark, we find Jesus calling the people to himself and saying to them, Listen to me, all you, and understand nothing that goes into a man from outside can make him unclean. It is the things that come out of a man that makes him unclean. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen to this. Well, this is something that we might find hard to understand now because it is very linked to the ideas of ritual impurity, which were very important in the ancient world, where people really felt that they were made unclean by touching something what we call ritually ritually impure, such as eating food that you shouldn't eat, or stepping on an unmarked grave, or touching a corpse. And whenever that happened, 
the person had to purify themselves afterwards, normally by washing, immersing themselves in water, or washing their clothes, or even shaving their hair, other things like that. So these were the purification rituals. And Jesus, you know that there's a kind of big problem here, in fact. And the big problem is that with these ritual conceptions of, of good and evil, they were really feeling that evil was something that always came from outside of me. I was never responsible for. In a certain sense, somebody else or some accident was always responsible for, for evil and for sin. And that I could somehow manage to wash it off. That is not just something that belongs to the, the ancients. Remember Shakespeare's Lady Macbeth after her involvement in the murder of King Duncan. How she sleeps, walk, sleepwalks in her chamber, rubbing her hands and lamenting, saying, will these hands never be clean? And, and she laments all the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand, poor Lady Macbeth. And so you, Lord, want to correct them and, and also us from this error because we too can kind of fall into something similar. And maybe even it happens with, for example, our obsession sometimes, giving excessive importance to, to the way we eat, what we eat and drink, thinking that if I eat really healthy food, drink only purified water, avoid high-fat yogurts, but then somehow I am a better, more pure person. Now, that's obviously when we take it to extremes. But there could be something of that, you know, that I'm very obsessed about the, these things because I think by doing all those things about what I eat and drink and being hyper healthy, somehow that, that goes right into my heart and transforms me as a person. Well, Jesus points out to us that it doesn't actually. What he says in the gospel is, do you not understand either? Can you not see that whatever goes into a man from outside cannot make him unclean because it does not go into his heart but through his stomach and passes out into the sewer. Thus he pronounced all foods clean. So in the same way we could say that you know our low-fat yogurt, our purified water, well it might be good for our health but it doesn't penetrate right into our heart and it doesn't make me clean as a person healthy as a as a human being maybe healthy in a healthy body but transform me because what our lord is talking about is something much more mysterious something far far beyond our appearances our physical body our qualities the very core what we use the word heart the very core of me and so again lord you go on in in, in the gospel saying it is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean for it is from within, from men's hearts, that evil intentions emerge. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, malice, deceit, indecency, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these things come from within and make a man unclean. So we see what our Lord is saying to us. How important our heart is. Good and evil only live 
at the level of our hearts, not at the level of external things, of our appearances, of our eating habits. They're not really, they're kind of much more superficial. Not that they are not important, but they're much more superficial. But you and I can be very caught up in the externals. Sometimes we, we only give importance to the external things and we give them over, over excessive importance. Remember even the prophet Samuel. We had it recently in the, in the, in the first reading um, a week or two ago in Mass. When he goes looking for a king to replace King Saul, and he's instructed to go to the house of David's father. And he begins to examine the sons. These seven sons who are really a very impressive bunch of, of young men. And when the first of them arrive, arrives there, Eliab, and Samuel sees him, this big, tall, strapping guy. And, and Samuel thinks to himself, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. And God corrects him with some kind of locution in his soul. And the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's so, so important for us. The Lord looks at the heart. Or the way some saints have put it, God only sees your heart. That's all, really, in the end of the day, that's all that matters. Your heart. All the other things are externals, well, more or less important. But the core, the only thing that matters, you could say, for all eternity, is your heart. And God only looks at your heart. Not how tall you are, not how impressive you are, not how slim you are. None of those things. Your very heart. You and I, we have this incredible habit of judging by appearances, by the outside, by status, by looks, by all these kind of things. There's a lovely story told about a, a saint that I love, Pope Pius X. He was Pope at the beginning of the 20th century. And at one stage, well, generally, when he was in the Vatican, he loved to chat to the gardeners. And he would talk to them about their flowers and how they were coming on and so on. And a real friendly chat with the gardeners in the, the Vatican gardens. And at one stage, some official in the Vatican, because they thought this was kind of unseemly that the Pope would be caught talking to the gardeners, they, they, they kind of corrected him and said, Your Holiness, it is unseemly that the Pope would be talking to the gardeners. And of course, St. Pius X uh, dismissed this as just so much rubbish. And he said to them, Who will be higher in heaven? Me and the gardeners. Nobody knows. And it's true, and even, there may be some of those gardeners, even above the great Saint Pius X in heaven. So what Pius X was saying to them, was very important, was what God says to Samuel, and that our Lord says to us in today's Gospel. The Lord looks at the heart, not whether you're a Pope or a gardener, not whether you're super slim or otherwise, not whether you, you are, you've got this status or that status. God looks at the heart. We could finish asking our Lord to give us an, an increased capacity to judge, not to judge at all in a sense, because we cannot see the heart, because we, we see only outward appearances. And so you could say rather to suspend judgment. Nobody, we can judge nobody on earth, not even ourselves actually, because only God 
looks at the heart and only God can see the heart. Only God really knows how the heart is. But we could ask for that help. Lord, help me to, to realize that, not to judge by outward appearances. Nobody, not even myself. Let's ask Our Lady, who also would have that tremendous sense of the worth of every single person deep, deep in their heart for that capacity. Our Lady, help me to be like God, trying to see the heart beyond the outward appearances. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 13 minutes past the hour. We'll begin our day of prayer next on Daybreak. More of Daybreak in just a moment. Glenn sitting in with Paul to give you a great opportunity to help Relevant Radio. Help yourself, help people you don't even know to learn the truth of Jesus Christ and the love of Christ and His church through Relevant Radio. Give from the heart during our Pledge Drive week here. We're staying warm, working hard together here in the midst of this winter. Our number is 877-291-0123. You can reach Relevant Radio online at relevantradio.com or the mobile app. And by the way, more and more folks give electronically each and every Pledge Drive. Great, uh, quick, easy, safe, and efficient way to go. And everything matched 100% on the phone or online as well. Great thank you gifts. You know we have those waiting for you. Check them out online, relevantradio.com. One uh, to think about here, this is at the $50 a month level, a little more than a dollar a day, this beautiful frame, Stations of the Cross. Get a look at this, uh, each station featuring a colorful image with a crystal clear lamination under glass inside a wood tone frame. Look at this online at relevantradio.com. The station's yours for your $50 a month gift, 600 for the year. More for different levels, too. Look at them and pledge there, too, online. Relevantradio.com. You know, a lot more people are making recurring gifts to Relevant Radio. And if you can make an ongoing recurring monthly pledge, you'll help Relevant Radio now and in the future. Anyone who donates at least $25 a month or more becomes part of our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society. You'll be remembered and prayed for in daily Mass, Rosary, Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and special novenas. Your intentions will be remembered in a special Mass offered on March 19th and May 1st, the Feasts of St. Joseph, and all of our St. Joseph Society members are prayed for daily during the live Chaplet of Divine Mercy with Drew Mariani, as well as family rosary across america so how do you do it call 877-291-0123 and tell the friendly volunteer i'd like to know more about making a recurring gift it's just that easy do it now and give from the heart it's daybreak on relevant radio and the relevant radio app for wednesday of the fifth week in ordinary time february 9th 2022 I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this liturgical day now joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Reading. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. 
Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. You Lord, you are my strength. I love, I love you, Lord. You, you are, are my strength. strength. I love you, Lord, my strength, my rock, my fortress. I love, 
my Savior. My God is the rock where I take refuge, my shield, my mighty help, my stronghold. The Lord is worthy of all praise. When I call, I am saved from my foes. The waves of death rose about me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The snares of the grave entangled me. The traps of death confronted me. In my anguish, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. I love love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. The Lord Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The mountains were shaken to their base. They reeled at his terrible anger. Smoke came forth from his nostrils and scorching fire from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by its heat. He lowered the heavens and came down, a black cloud under his feet. He came enthroned on the cherubim. He flew on the wings of the wind. He made the darkness his covering, the dark waters of the clouds his tent. A brightness shone out before him with hailstones and flashes of fire. The Lord thundered in the heavens. The Most High let his voice be heard. He shot his arrows, scattered the foe, flashed his lightnings and put them to flight. The bed of the ocean was revealed. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the thunder of your threat, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your anger. From on high he reached down and seized me. He drew me forth from the mighty waters. He snatched me from my powerful foe, from my enemies whose strength I could not match. They assailed me in the day of my misfortune, but the Lord was my support. He brought me forth into freedom. He saved me because he loved me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord Lord has saved me. He He wanted me for his own. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance and scatter my darkness. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance and scatter my darkness. He rewarded me because I was just, repaid me for my hands were clean, for I have kept the way of the Lord and have not fallen away, for his judgments are all before me. I have never neglected his commands. I have always been upright before him. I have kept myself from guilt. He repaid me because I was just, and my hands were clean in his eyes. You are loving with those who love you. You show yourself perfect with the perfect. 
With the sincere, you show yourself sincere, but the cunning you outdo in cunning. For you save a humble people, but humble the eyes that are proud. You, O Lord, are my lamp, my God, who lightens my darkness. With you I can break through any barrier. With my God I can scale any wall. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. Lord, kindle a light from my eyes and scatter my darkness. All wondered at the words of grace, which came from the mouth of the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. Brothers, let me give you an everyday example. You cannot add anything to a man's will or set it aside once it is legally validated. There were promises spoken to Abraham and to his descendant. Scripture does not say, and to your descendants, as if applied to many, but as if it applied to only one, and to your descendant, that is, to Christ. My point is this. A covenant formally ratified by God is not set aside as invalid by any law that came into being 430 years later nor is its promise nullified. Clearly, if one's inheritance comes through the law, it is no longer conferred in virtue of the promise. Yet it was by way of promise that God granted Abraham his privilege. What is the relevance of the law in such case? It was given in view of transgressions, and promulgated by angels at the hands of a mediator. It was to be valid only until that descendant or offspring came to whom the promise had been given. Now there can be no mediator when only one person is involved, and God is one. Does this mean that the law is opposed to the promises of God? Again, unthinkable. If the law that was given was such that it could impart life, then justice would be a consequence of the law. In fact, however, Scripture has locked all things in under the constraint of sin. Why? So that the promise might be fulfilled in those who believe, in consequence of faith in Jesus Christ. Before faith came, we were under the constraint of law, locked in, until the faith that was coming should be revealed. In other words, the law was our monitor, until Christ came to bring about our justification through faith. But now that faith is here, we are no longer in the monitor's charge. Each one of you is a son of God because of your faith in Christ Jesus. All of you who have been baptized into Christ 
have clothed yourselves with him. There does not exist among you Jew or Greek, slave or free man, male or female. All are one in Christ Jesus. Furthermore, if you belong to Christ, you are the descendants of Abraham, which means you inherit all that was promised. Brothers, as long as a designated heir is not of age, his condition is no different from that of slave, even though in name he is master of all his possessions, for he is under the supervision of guardians and administrators until the time set by his father. In the same way, while we were not yet of age, we were like slaves, subordinated to the elements of the world. But when the designated time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to deliver from the law those who were subjected to it, so that we might receive our status as adopted sons. The proof that you are his sons is the fact that God has sent forth into our hearts the spirit of his Son, which cries out, Abba, Father. You are no longer a slave, but a son, and the fact that you are a son makes you an heir by God's design. The Word of the Lord All of you who have been baptized in Christ have put on Christ. Now there is neither Jew nor Greek. You are, are all, all one, one in, in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. You must put on the new man, created in the image of God, in true justice and in holiness. You, you are, are all one in Christ, Christ Jesus. A reading from a letter by St. Ambrose, Bishop. The person who puts to death by the Spirit the deeds of our sinful nature will live, says the Apostle. This is not surprising, since one who has the Spirit of God becomes a child of God. So true is it that he is a child of God, that he receives not a spirit that enslaves, but the spirit that makes us sons. So much so, that the Holy Spirit bears witness to our spirit that we are the sons of God. This is the witness of the Holy Spirit. He cries out in our hearts, Abba, Father, as we read in the letter to the Galatians. There is also that other great testimony to the fact that we are sons of God. We are heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. A co-heir of Christ is one who is glorified along with Christ. The one who is glorified along with him is one who, by suffering for him, suffers along with him. To encourage us in suffering, Paul adds that all our sufferings are small in comparison with the wonderful reward that will be revealed in us. Our labors do not deserve the blessings that are to come. We shall be restored to the likeness of God and counted worthy of seeing Him face to face. He enhances the greatness of the revelation that is to come by adding that creation also looks forward to this revealing of the sons of God. Creation, he says, is at present condemned to frustration, not of its own choice, but it lives in hope. Its hope is in Christ as it awaits the grace of His ministry 
or it hopes that it will share in the glorious freedom of the sons of God and be freed from its bondage to corruption, so that there will be one freedom shared by creation and by the sons of God when their glory will be revealed. At present, however, while this revealing is delayed, all creation groans as it looks forward to the glory of adoption and redemption. It is already in labor with that spirit of salvation and is anxious to be freed from its subjection to frustration. The meaning is clear. Those who have the first fruits of the Spirit are groaning in expectation of the adoption of sons. This adoption of sons is that of the whole body of creation, when it will be as it were a son of God and see the divine, eternal goodness face to face. The adoption of sons is present in the church of the Lord when the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father, as you read in the letter to the Galatians. But it will be perfect when all who are worthy of seeing the face of God rise in incorruption, in honor, and in glory. Then our humanity will know that it has been truly redeemed. So Paul glories in saying, We are saved by hope. Hope saves, just as faith does. For of faith it is said, Your faith has saved you. We are God's heirs and co-heirs with Christ. If only we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. Now that we have been justified in His blood, it is all the more likely that He will save us from God's anger. If only we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that, relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 26 minutes before the hour of Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today's Gospel is coming up in just a few minutes in conversation with God and morning prayer. 877-291-0123. Paul along with Glenn cutting into Daybreak for just a bit to remind you that the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive is in full swing. It's February. It's the month of hearts. That's why our theme is Give from the Heart. So give a call now. Relevant Radio is a 501c3 organization. Your donation is tax deductible. And as I always say, I wouldn't want that to be the primary reason that you donate to Relevant Radio, but it certainly is a nice perk with tax season upon us. 877-291-0123. Relevant Radio is a unique voice on the radio, defending life, marriage, and freedom, and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, as proclaimed by His One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. Call now with your pledge, 877-291-0123, or pledge online at RelevantRadio.com or on the app. 877-291-0123 online, RelevantRadio.com, the mobile app as well. Get your money matched this morning 100%. 
That's right. Bright and early, great things can happen. You know that. You're up. You're enjoying what's going on on Relevant Radio with Daybreak. You're getting your day started and grounded in prayer, which we heartily recommend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for helping out Relevant Radio. Maybe you've never given before. You've been praying for us. Try out giving once, won't you? Go online to relevantradio.com or on the mobile app. Just hit a couple buttons and away you go. Or try the phone, 877-291-0123. You'll be glad you did. Our number again, 877-291-0123. Working with a 100% match the rest of this hour. Fabulous time to call now. If you're a supporter of Daybreak or anything you hear day in, day out on Relevant Radio or even things that you read on the app or on the website, we'd love and need your support right now. Our need by the end of the week, $3 million to keep Relevant Radio going strong on over 180 stations around the country. We can do this together. Would you give from the heart? It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells what really defiles a man. From the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Mark. He called the people to him again. Hear me, all of you, and understand there is nothing outside a man which by going into him can defile him. But the things which come out of a man are what defile him. When Jesus had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a man from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and so passes on. Thus he declared all foods clean. What comes out of a man is what defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a man. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, certainly one thing that can defile a person is laziness, a willful failure to do what we know that we should. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Work is a talent that man receives in order to make it produce fruit, and it bears witness to the dignity of man, to his dominion over creation. It provides an opportunity to develop one's personality. It is a bond of solidarity with other men and is the way to support one's family, a means of contributing to the improvement of the society in which we live and in aiding the progress of all humanity. For a Christian, work which is done well is the means of our entering into a personal encounter with Jesus Christ as well as being a way of enabling all the realities of this world to be shaped by the spirit of the gospel, so that man can be more a man through work, so that work may become a means and an opportunity for man to love Christ and bring others to know him, it is necessary that a whole series of human conditions be fulfilled. 
diligence, constancy, punctuality, professional prestige, and competence. On the other hand, a lack of interest in what one is doing, incompetence, frequent absenteeism from work, all these are incompatible with the really Christian meaning of life. The worker who is negligent or who lacks interest, whatever his job or position in society, offends first of all against his own dignity and then against those who receive the product of that badly done work. He offends against the society in which he lives because in some way all the evil and all the good done by individuals have repercussions on human society. Work which is done badly or carelessly or is not properly finished is not only a fault or even a sin against the virtue of justice, but also against charity because of the bad example it gives and because of its consequences. The great enemy of work is laziness, which has many manifestations. The lazy person is not only the one who wastes time by doing nothing, but also the person who does many things but refuses to see a specific task through to completion. He chooses his occupations according to the whim of the moment, puts no effort into them, and abandons the task at the slightest difficulty. The lazy workman is a friend of beginning, but he is put off by the sacrifice that constancy and perseverance in work demand of him, and this prevents him from putting the last stories in place, from ever completing what he has started. If we want to imitate Christ, we must make an effort to acquire the right training for our chosen profession or job. We will then follow this up throughout our working lives. The mother who dedicates herself to looking after her children needs to know how to run a home, how to be a good administrator of the money and equipment at her disposal. She should make sure the house is pleasant, arranged with taste rather than luxury, so that the whole family can feel at home. She needs to understand the character of her children and of her husband and to know, if needed, how to go about getting them to improve in matters relating to their individual behavior. She needs to be firm and at the same time gentle and uncomplicated. She will need to carry out her task as efficiently and thoroughly as she would have to do if she went out to work. She should keep to a predetermined timetable. She must not waste time in endless conversations. She ought to avoid switching on the television set at any random time. If a student wants to be a good Christian, he has to be a good student, one who studies. He needs to attend classes. He must keep up with his assignments, keep his notes in order, and learn to allocate his time to his various subjects. The architect, the secretary, the dressmaker, and the entrepreneur all have to be equally competent in their own field. The Second Vatican Council teaches the Christian who shirks his temporal duties, shirks his duties towards his neighbor, neglects God himself, and endangers his eternal salvation. Such a person has mistaken the road he should take in a matter of fundamental importance, and if he does not change, it will be improbable for him to find God. Let us look at Jesus as he does his work in Joseph's workshop and ask ourselves today whether we are known by the people around us as people who do their work well. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 17 minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church 
We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. Sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. He so flatters himself in his mind that he knows not his guilt. In his mouth are mischief and deceit. All wisdom is gone. He plots the defeat of goodness as he lies on his bed. He has set his foot on evil ways. He clings to what is evil. Your love, O Lord, reaches to heaven, your truth to the skies. Your justice like God's mountain, your judgments like the deep. To both man and beast you give protection. O Lord, how precious is your love. My God, the sons of men find refuge in the shelter of your wings. They feast on the riches of your house. They drink from the stream of your delight. In you is the source of life, and in your light we see light. Keep on loving those who know you, doing justice for upright hearts. Let the foot of the proud not crush me, nor the hand of the wicked cast me out. See how the evildoers fall? Flung down, they shall never arise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you are the source of unfailing light. Give us true knowledge of your mercy, so that we may renounce our pride and be filled with the riches of your house. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Strike up the instruments, a song to my God with timbrels. Chant to the Lord with cymbals. Sing him a new song, exalt and acclaim his name. A new hymn I will sing to my God. O Lord, great are you and glorious, wonderful in power and unsurpassable. Let your every creature serve you, for you spoke and they were made. You sent forth your spirit and they were created. No one can resist your word. The mountains to their bases and the seas are shaken. The rocks, like wax, melt before your glance. But to those who fear you, you are very merciful. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. All peoples, clap your hands. Cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, we must fear, great King, 
over all the earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. Our inheritance, our glory, is from Him given to Jacob out of love. God goes up with shouts of joy. The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. God is King of all the earth. Sing praise with all your skill. God is King over the nations. God reigns on His holy throne. The princes of peoples are assembled with the people of Abraham's God. The rulers of the earth belong to God, to God all who reigns over all. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, King of all peoples and all ages, it is your victory we celebrate as we sing with all the skill at our command. Help us always to overcome evil by good, and we may rejoice in your triumph forever. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. A reading from the Book of Tobit Do to no one what you yourself dislike. Give to the hungry some of your bread, and to the naked some of your clothing. Seek counsel from every wise man. At all times bless the Lord God and ask Him to make all your paths straight and to grant success to all your endeavors and plans. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Incline my heart according to, to your will, O God. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Speed my steps along your path according to your will, O God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Let us give thanks to Christ and offer him continual praise, for he sanctifies us and calls us his brothers. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. With single-minded devotion, we dedicate the beginnings of this day to the honor of your resurrection. May we make the whole day pleasing to you by our works of holiness. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. As a sign of your love, you renew each day for the sake of our well-being and happiness. Renew us daily for the sake of your glory. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. Teach us today to recognize your presence in all men. Especially in the poor and in those who mourn. Lord, help Help your brothers to grow in holiness. Grant that we may live today in peace with all men. Never rendering evil for evil. Lord, help Help your brothers to grow in holiness. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Savior, hear our morning prayer. Help us to follow the light and live the truth. In you we have been born again as sons and daughters of light. May we be your witness before all the world. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Pledge online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app or call 877-291-0123 and give from the heart. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.